What would be your least favorite way to die? Drowning. Exploding. <laughs> Getting shot. Being set on fire. Welcome to another episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Faraz. I'm Danny. I'm Neha, a.k.a. Appa, I guess. I'm Rashad, a.k.a. The Sauce Kid. Uh, this is brought to you by Alif Theory. Yes, we are missing Brandon today. He's doing his homework. <laughs> um, no, he's got a lot going on. He's, um, you know, always DJing and getting out there doing his thing. So good luck with everything, Brandon. Hope to see you next week. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, that's what he would do. Oh, <laughs> that, that made me miss bah, him. Bah, bah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep that alive for him. Um, okay, so I'm going to go over the same thing that I always tell you guys about. Come out to our shows. They are litty, litty, litty. Um, we just performed at Towson. It was a lot of fun. We got on 420 uh, UMBC. This is me and Shamir Shimmer, who was on the show last time. Um, 422, two days after that, we're performing at Goucher. And then we have um, University of Maryland on the 27th. And then we're going back to Towson for another round. They want us back. Uh, we're going on five. What's that? May 6th. And then we have the Citizens Foundation Charity Show in Washington, D.C., on may 13th if you want to send us an email email us at strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com you can tell us your story if you want to be on the show write to us let us know um why you would like to be on here if you have any sort of story you've done anything significant or you have some sort of perspective to offer us um or you can send us your very own music on the email we would love to have it we play between transitions and at the end of the show so yeah email us what's up guys how's it going going pretty good how was how was last week danny oh it was great i was out getting crunk all week (laughs) yes the magic word crunk no no um well we were originally planning to go up north and then we found out it was going to snow and neither one of us are the best drivers so north where um we were planning on going to vermont his my boyfriend's family lives in vermont so we were going to go visit his um family and sounds cold Oh, yeah. And I'm not a fan of the cold. So I don't know. I was looking forward to it because I heard the town is pretty hipster that we were going to, but uh, it it just wasn't going to happen. So instead, we decided to take like a staycation and we really just went and explored Maryland and Washington, D.C. and pretty much what it has to offer. So it was a cheap staycation and we had a lot of fun. Yeah. You were telling me about that just now. We were just talking about it. I think that's so cool because uh, people tell me all the time that are visiting Baltimore about all the things that they're doing. And I'm like, wait, I've been living here my whole life and I haven't even seen my own city. So that's pretty cool that oh, like, yeah. you know, you got to see that. You said you went to like there and Haverty Grace as well. Mm-hmm. Um, did, were you going to go snowboarding or skiing in Vermont? <laughs> yeah, that well, was my question. What does one do in Vermont? Well, I actually, it was confirmed today that Vermont is actually a lot more fun when it snows. I've never been, but um, my boyfriend takes part in snowboarding and he says, I'm not coordinated enough and that I should probably start with skiing <laughs> oh, no. first. <laughs> so. No, I went, I went snowboarding for the first time uh, recently, like over the winter and it's tough. Like yeah. it's actually pretty hard. I think I had some sort of balance because I skateboard, but no, it's, it's, it took me probably like two three hours to finally get the hang of it and then no once you finally get it it's a lot of fun we were like we started going um on higher and higher hills mountains whatever um but yeah everybody always says that skiing is a lot easier but Mm -hmm. for me it's all about looking cool 
Same, yeah. yeah. I do got it for the outfit. Yeah, do oh, it for the gram. Literally. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I don't want to be seen on skis. No offense <laughs> to anybody that skis. It's just, it's just a coolness thing. I feel like snowboarding just looks cooler. It's so much cooler. I don't know. So fake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you can do it, if you can get the hang of it why not oh man i actually did a couple of different things this week well first off i went to the gym i'm still sore from it i can barely move my arm so a couple of different things this yeah is like man out of like, his comfort zone yeah i mean like just working out like with all the big muscle guys and i'm just like the skinny guy there so i try to like lift a little bit extra weight so i look tougher but it, it never works for me it always backfires so you heard what matt said remember when he when matt corn was on the show just gotta eat yeah man and i eat all the time so it's like i'm just trying to be on his level but um i don't know and then actually yesterday i went to play a bingo went to bingo with the oh my god yeah that sounds like a old retirement it is it is is. those the old people they they get intense like a couple this one lady i mean she was dropping so many curse words (laughs) who are you playing with I was I went by myself, man. Really? Yeah, man. <laughs> just Wait, like out that, of the blue, just out of the blue. Play bingo today. Yeah. Where that was it at? So like a cool. church? It was um no, it's um it's this place called Fullerton Bingo. It's uh right off of Bel Air Road. Oh man, um I've been there one time before, but I never win. But it's just like the people there, like they're just so intense and like they just take it so serious. Like it should be an Olympic sport. <laughs> yeah, like their life depends on it. They just. Wait, so you literally just woke up and you were like, I'm going to go play bingo today? Yeah, like it just can't, like, it was just an epiphany. Like, I I applaud you for that. I mean, I do too. Because Danny was making fun of me, like, the second episode where she's like, I feel like you're one of those guys that just, like, goes and does anything. And I was like, You you have to. And yes, Yes, my man. Yes, sir. Well, with that, you can win some serious money. My sister won $100 playing bingo. My grandma was so upset because she won nothing. And my sister came home with 100 She's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yep. Was this like um, a retirement home? Yeah, something? my yeah, my grandma goes like every Friday. Like it's a social outing. Yeah. Seriously. So do they bet or Oh uh, no, it's just like literally you're playing bingo and you have to stamp a thing her card. I don't know where you went, but that's how they did it. And then if you called it out, so you had she, to get like So everything. you don't pay for it, but you can win. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like kind of charity. At least the okay. one that my grandmother goes to. Well, if you're, if you're winning home. money, that there's no charity, yeah. anything about <laughs> I that. I don't know. My sister came home with an extra $100, though. She was happy. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you guys see that Pepsi ad? <laughs> yes, I did. I didn't we see had it, to man. talk about it. I didn't see it. Did I didn't hear? see it either, but I heard about it, and it was, like, trending on Facebook. But anything with the Jenners and Kardashians is always taking over every news feed. Mm. Yeah. I mean... I mean, pretty much the ad was just like, there's protesters everywhere, right? And then uh, Kendall, right? Kendall Jenner. Mm -hmm. Kendall Jenner comes out of nowhere with a Pepsi can and then hands it to like a police officer and everything's all happy, right? So then the people are arguing that you're making the protest thing like a light situation. You're making it like a, oh, it's, it's in right now to be a protester. So they're just like, you know, if you just give a police officer a Pepsi can, that's going to fix everything. And so, yeah, people were really, really upset yeah, about I, that. And I, since then, Pepsi pulled the ad. They oh, pulled the wow. ad. They apologized to for putting Kendall I in that position. That. Yeah, this was uh, yesterday. Well, what um, I heard was they were relating it to like Black Lives Matter and said that they downplayed it. And then with the whole Pepsi is the color black. So they were that, playing no, with that too much that's it, what i, I thought i think i'm like it's just a commercial i mean maybe there were some similarities but no i think was... it was a bad idea on pepsi's part like you why would you do that 
Well, wasn't it like an, a play on feministic values too? Like she took off her wig or something and gave it oh. to... I don't know. Maybe I'm not about that. I don't know. I mean, I didn't look into it that much. And I, I totally like respect everybody's ideas on it. Like I understand where people are coming from. It was just like, just don't go there. Like it was just, it's protesting. Like you're... That's not something that you can just make a light. Like these people are protesting. Okay, what are they protesting for? Maybe Pepsi, like highlight that. Um, maybe contribute to that. You're a big organization. Maybe you can spend some money and look into why these people are protesting in the first place. Don't like. Do you think they were trying to do that though? Like possibly make like highlight protesting and like make it relevant that we understand this is going on right now. So let's put it in a commercial and people just took it the wrong way. I don't know what they were trying to do, honestly. Maybe. I guess, yeah, I guess because it's like kind of almost current events mm -hmm. and they were trying to relate to everybody, but I don't know why you would use a Jenner to do that because it's never a good idea. Yeah. If anything, it should have been Bruce or Caitlyn. Yeah, I agree. That could have been in it. Maybe it could have I mean, lightened I, the situation. I don't think, and I don't think Kendall had anything to do with, I think they were just like, oh yeah, this sounds like a good idea, like helping people, whatever. I'm pretty like, sure she just woke up and she was like... All right, her momager is probably like, you're doing this today. Her mom tweeted it out, actually. There that's you go. That's mm -hmm. who, like, she was like, I'm so proud of Kendall, you know. Um, and I think for in their eyes, they were like, they thought that they were doing something great. And this is going to be groundbreaking. They're with the movement and all that stuff. Because Bella Hadid just came out recently, and she was saying that I'm proud to be Muslim out of nowhere. She never said that before. But she was talking about her dad and how uh, he was a refugee and she was highlighting all of that she said he she was a very Palestine? religious person yeah i think that i think her dad might be palestinian um yeah but she was like yeah i'm i'm proud to be muslim which is like you know we did we didn't hear that before that was mm -hmm. a surprise to people so then maybe you know with all of this stuff going on and i know that the hadiths and the jenners you know they're BFFs. friends and everything so maybe they think that they're trying to do something positive with their social image uh, but yeah, I'm not bad sure. Move on Pepsi's part. I'm not sure if it would have been as bad controversial move. if a Jenner wasn't involved because it, it seems like controversy is always revolving yeah. them. Yeah. So I'm not. I sure. mean, I know she. I know she probably had good intentions. I'm sure Pepsi had some sort of good intentions, but it was just like it was just a bad idea. So you're saying that out. they just took it down completely? Yeah, like they're not airing it anymore. It's gonna be on YouTube. It's gonna be mm. a part of history now because oh, yeah, they're gonna course. be like. Hey, you remember when Pepsi tried to make light of the protest situation? Because well, it's not. It's Martin not Martin Luther thing. King's daughter, I don't know her name, but she actually tweeted out a picture of him getting pushed by a cop and was like, maybe he should have offered him a Pepsi. Yes. <laughs> there was another meme with Martin Luther King and he just, uh, he was standing up there on the podium and he says, I have a Pepsi instead of I have a dream. And People you, are people so are, quick. Yeah. They are so quick yeah, They knew it, like, it had to be memed and it's going to go on for a while. Like, it was... The other thing is that we shouldn't we shouldn't put so much attention like as individuals on this kind of stuff. There's literally kids getting gassed in mm -hmm. Syria right now. It was yeah. like 40, 50 of them dead. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Like I saw some of these videos where kids are literally just on the ground gasping for air. And it's crazy that, you know, Pepsi made this terrible mistake. We all acknowledge that it's a horrible commercial. But like, let's get over that. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's use this same sort of energy to focus on what is happening rather than like 
this stupid Pepsi commercial. I mean, I don't understand why they'll they'll put so much money into stupid commercials like this, but they should be putting so much money into these other countries that really need it. Like, what we don't need another Pepsi commercial with the Jenners. <laughs> like, come on now, we don't need that. Why don't you take all that money and put it somewhere that needs it? We should have stopped mean? after Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire. That was a Pepsi <laughs> commercial. Yeah, that was a Pepsi commercial too. <laughs> Did anybody else have anything else they wanted to talk about? Well, I heard actually earlier today that somewhere in the London, Paris, France area, they are actually creating a new law that if you have too much stinky food coming from your house, you can now get a fine. What? I swear, yep. The people, so, the houses are so close together there that they are actually getting tired of smelling these smelly foods, and it became what? such a complaint that they are actually now creating a fine Bruh. over it. Yeah, we'd be out of there. We're, I'm we putting this out there right now. Like there are going to be no more brown people. Never. Do you know how many brownies there are in London? I mean, maybe when I was there, that's there were, the problem. That's like so many. I saw. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why it's now a findable this is, thing. This is a race thing, <laughs> bro. Wait, what qualifies as like smelly food? And, yeah, and like, is there a person Because walking? if I smell like brown food... It's gonna be good. like, yo, that smells good. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, yo, it smells bad. Turn Secondly, that off. is there like a person walking around to be like, oh, your house? Yeah, stinks. who determines? <laughs> I, you know what? That's all that I heard, and I don't know, but I was wondering. And then, in later at work, this girl was actually talking about Brussels sprouts, and I was like, mm, she would get a fine because those stink. <laughs> That's oh so God. funny because earlier this morning. My mom, <laughs> this is what we do in our culture, right? So my mom, she's cooking food for like an entire village this morning, right? All throughout the day. And I was, and she was like, hey, you're not doing your podcast tonight, are you? I was like, yes, mom, I'm doing the podcast tonight. She's like, oh my God, why did you tell me earlier? And then she was like venting everything Aww. out, sprayed, she lit up candles. I was it's like, it's not even like it smells bad. It's just a strong odor, I guess. You guys would, you guys wouldn't like. I it. don't know. Like when I walk in, I'm like, yes, mom, what are you cooking? But like, I feel like if somebody else were to walk in, they'd be like, yo, get this ethnic BS out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right. I woke up this wow. morning to get ready for work, and it was like seven. And you expect to wake up to like the smell of coffee and things, and it was like hardcore. Ooh, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting really emotional. <laughs> it was hardcore, like spices smell and just like turmeric and all those kinds i'm like mom stop please and then i had to worry about because you know sometimes it gets caught onto like your hair or your clothes so then i left the house and i was like i better not smell like this and i think <laughs> i did oh and i wore frost's sweatshirt today because mine's in the wash so i think he was Thank double you. pissed off <laughs> that yeah you, you know whose food actually smells like ours is jamaican people really yeah Jamaicans have a lot of the similar because it's like jerk chicken, the jerk chicken. Well, they do a lot of curry stuff. Mm. I mean, we don't even it's more Indians that do curry stuff. We don't really no. They they do a lot of like Indian type foods. Well, it's because like the countries that Which are Pakistani near food is kind of similar. But. Right. And all the countries that are like near the equator, they use spices in their it's food. West Indies. So. Right. But I'm saying like the closer to the equator you are, like because of the weather, if you season your food, it like lasts longer, so it doesn't go as bad, and that's why spices are so prevalent in areas that are closer really? to mm -hmm. the equator. Yeah, because food will go bad because of the climate. So you'll see that. Okay, closer. well, it just to me, just tastes good. I don't care it about does. how long it's gonna last. Because if it tastes like that, it's not gonna last long. I'm gonna wipe it out right away. <laughs> 
That's well, my I'm boyfriend saying. and I, we uh, we actually went to Uncle's a few days ago. and Uncle's? I, yeah, the Hawaiian Grill. Have you ever heard of it? It's oh, I Paulson. thought you meant your actual uncle. No, no, oh, it's right. Uncle's Hawaiian. Sorry, I said, it's Uncle's Hawaiian Mix or something like that. And we went and I was going to order this and the waitress was like, mm, have you ever been to Hawaii? I'm like, actually, no, like I'm, I've never been anywhere. And she was like, well... It's very bland to someone who doesn't understand Hawaiian foods. And apparently in Hawaii, really all they love is salt. They mm. would just salt everything. And that's all that they put in their foods. And um, my bo- my boyfriend actually has been in Hawaii. And he's like, that's very true. Everything, like they didn't have seasons, seasonings like that. It was just, uh, just, salt. just salt. Wow. On salt everything. Bay. Yeah. For real. That, I feel like that's a lot of American food though too. It's oh no like yeah i agree salt. that's why i was like i don't care them. <laughs> just i that's love salt. the main seasoning just salt <laughs> i'm a i'm a saltaholic i i will drink i will drink I think eat anything just made salt. up a word <laughs> crunk now saltaholic yeah. what's you next want, you want to roll <laughs> you you can't be a saltaholic it's oh no yes, drink you can. salt I, oh i am it is bad it. you know what ha- okay let me tell you the story real quick you know what happened to me when i swallowed a tablespoonful of salt what happened I threw up and no blood rushed bleeding. to my head and my I felt like my brain was about to explode and my nose was just bleeding. Can you explain to people why you did this first of all? Because you sound crazy yeah, right know. now. <laughs> we were doing, we were making a video called The Real Hunger Games. Okay. And we would spin like this bottle of hot sauce and whatever thing it landed on, you would have to do that. So there was things like, you know, swallow this many things of egg yolk, drink a shot of hot sauce. Banana and Sprite. Uh, drink a full bottle of Sprite and eat bananas after that, which like creates some sort of chemical reaction. Uh, chug milk, stuff like that. Okay, Basically, so we all had to do something. Growing up, we all had to do something, and I got the salt one, which I was like, "Oh, cool! Like this is easy. It's just a tablespoonful of salt." Once I put it in my mouth, oh my god, my mouth, my like face just shrunk, and I don't know. Like, didn't you throw up too? Yeah, I threw up, and my nose started bleeding. Like crazy and within seconds or did it take a while to oh no no once it was in my mouth i was like okay i'm just gonna swallow it so then i let a little bit of saliva build up because before it was just like dry i let a bit a little bit of saliva build up and then i just swallowed it all at once and then it just hit me right there like on the spot i ran to the bathroom threw up like crazy and then my nose was bleeding and it it's on terrible. video still it was on it's still on youtube, <laughs> it's on YouTube. if you look <laughs> up the real hunger games Ronald Pono. By the I'm way, this right is the part that you throw in the disclaimer of do not try this at home because you were young I and did. stupid. I think I bored. did put that on there. Hey, it was it made for good entertainment. You no, know what I, do not try that. Eat something good out like she's 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 gonna, thing she's, that She said she's just going to watch. Uh, she's going to go watch it. So. No, well, true. I do want to. I'm very interested now. But See? like that's like those things. Where, there's one thing where they'll like smack you so hard that you pass out or something. That's what okay, it reminds me of. Or like the tampon thing where they stick the tampon up and oh my God. with full of liquor. You never heard of that? No. Okay, never mind. Oh my These God. are like stupid challenges <laughs> oh yes. that people do because they're bored, honestly. I feel oh, like I know there's, it's a, a challenge. There's a backpack challenge. Did you see that one? Yeah, where they throw the they backpacks. They throw backpacks at you while you're just like walking through. I'm like, what, who comes through. up with this stuff? It's like in school. Yeah. So this is actually like a game? because no, You no, know no. like what how did, people have like cinnamon challenge oh, and yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah, these yeah. challenges. So there was like, uh, and I think this came right after that one song, the mannequin challenge, right after that. It was no, like the, the back. No, I remember the, seeing the it. The backpack challenge yeah. did, but not right. the, 
the cinnamon challenge and all that but, stuff. Right, but I'm saying did, like, like that was randomly, like all these challenges started coming up. Yeah. And uh, like after the mannequin challenge, like that was like the ultimate challenge. Yes, that was. was super cool mm-hmm. to see everyone doing. Cool. And then it was like all these like bootleg, like <laughs> terrible challenges and backpack challenge. I'm like, what is this? And it's literally kids just like running through a line while everyone else is like throwing backpacks at them. What? Yeah. And they'll like hit them in the face and it looks like it hurts really bad. Oh, I was stupid. thinking like I was. Th- I thought it was like one of those natural ways to get high or whatever. Like you know how <laughs> they do that. <laughs> you what? You want to know how I get high? <laughs> throw I get my friends to throw me. backpacks at me. <laughs> Don't oh, tell God. anyone. <laughs> Amber just texted me. She's outside right now. Um, our guest today is Amber Turkin. She's a well accomplished poet. She hosts these open mic nights at a coffee shop, which has gotten a lot of popularity. Um, and she just came back from Iceland, so she's this you know really creative. Uh, poetic person and I feel like she's the original hipster of Hartford County. She is. <laughs> so um, let's talk to her. Everybody please welcome Amber Turkin. obsessed with your dog uh i feel like most wait you people. Ha- you, ha- you have a tattoo of your dog right yeah what? let me see where uh, is it it's on my arm oh, wearing right. a sweater but i'll show you a picture sometime <laughs> yes oh my gosh yeah why did you decide to get that tattoo oh god i don't i don't even know i think because i was like 19 and i was like i'm gonna get a tattoo so yeah. i ha- i have to ask this because mm-hmm. i'm a heartless person That's okay. oh what's gonna god. happen when your dog dies Oh, God. Um, well, he's going to live forever. Yeah, dogs don't die. So, <laughs> oh, God. I feel like if he ever does, I'm going to get, like, another dog, but it will never live up to Russell. Like, I'll get a puppy, Dang. and it'll, like, pee on the floor or something, and I'll be like, Russell never would have done that. <laughs> what? That's like that's like parents that, like, have a kid, and then they have another one. They're like, you're never going to be as good as well, like Okay, like, let me rephrase this. So, like, I'll probably find great things about that dog. Like, maybe it won't shed as much. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, here with us, we have Amber Turkin. Welcome to Strange Flavors. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, so we're recording now, just to let you know. Okay. Um, Amber, you are, I was just telling them that you're kind of like the original hipster of Harford County. Oh my God. <laughs> I do you, hate that Do you phrase. hate that word? I feel like you probably do. I do, yeah. Why? I, d- I don't hate it. I just feel like it's like overused sometimes, like... I'm totally with you. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing, no shame in being hipster. Like, you you are the original oh, hipster. <laughs> no, but, like, I think what her perspective is. Like, I saw you tweet something the other day about this. Um, oh, yeah. I was like, if one more person calls me a hipster, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> yeah. The thing about the whole hipster thing is that when you try to be a hipster, instead of just being yourself. I guess, but then why do you no, have to call it a hipster? You don't, exactly. It's just a label. Yeah. And when I think I, when people are trying to be that, it gets kind of annoying for the people that I don't I, know. Yeah, I see. You know I what I mean? Because they don't want to. Because you don't want to be called a hipster. Well, only because I feel like it's like almost a derogatory thing. Like when I think of like hipster, I think of like people who wear big glasses and like are like, oh, I know like all this cool music that no one else knows about, or like. I feel like if I really like music and someone else was like, oh, like, I love that song. I'm like, I'm so surprised that like you knew that band. I'm like, yes, like more people should know this band. Whereas like some people like are like, oh, only I can know about this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
that's what I think of when I think of hipster, like someone who's like. <laughs> Hi, Yusuf. <laughs> Only Yusuf me. is back in the room just like he was last time. How are you, Yusuf? Habibi? <laughs> What's going on? I like your hair. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I'm sure that gets very annoying. Um, when I was in Portland, I saw like real hipsters. Oh my God. In Portland, there was literally, literally a kid on the side of the street typing with a typewriter. Dang. And, and there was like a homeless woman <laughs> with a pet duck. That is so Here's the difference though. These people are not trying. They just are. I know. And the people here, I mean, in a lot of places, they're like, yo, I'm a hipster. And so they (laughs) they feel like they have to buy things and do things to try to be that. And they might not even associate themselves with those things prior to that. So that's maybe what it is. Um, but but can I ask why they call you the original hipster of Hoffa County? I, I don't know. Because <laughs> Amber was hipster when she was in the womb, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in eighth grade, oh my gosh, I always thought you were so cool. And all <laughs> your style was so awesome. But back then you had like super blonde hair. Oh my gosh, oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, Iconic. And the skinny jeans, oh, everything was great. I had really bad extensions back then too. What? It took me so long to get my hair like where I could touch it again and it wouldn't like split off <laughs> oh god what influenced you to just have your own style and just you know dr- to just do you i i don't really know i guess i've never like really felt like i was that original i think i just kind of like pick up ideas from other people around me that i really like like pick and choose things i think that like part of life is just like kind of copying other people and making it your own yeah steal like an artist yeah there you that's go that's the thing <laughs> no but that's you know that's definitely yep. true and i think the whole hipster thing comes from originality and that's why i was like yo amber's like the original hipster because it's like (laughs) you know you're very original with these ideas and stuff and when you it's about like when you see something that you like and then you do it yourself there's no nothing is original you know everything comes from somewhere you were obviously inspired by tons of things but (laughs) the best way to put it yeah i'm gonna come up with like a better term than hipster one of these days I'll use my creativity to come Don't up come with Don't come up something. with the term. Because then, it's, then, then okay. people are going to be like, yo, yeah. I'm this now. Oh, God. Oh, I mean, that'd be okay. Oh, yeah, because you started it. You're like, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> These are my minions. Well, let's talk about your artistry real quick. So sure. you are um, a pretty accomplished poet. You you just recently won an award. What was that award? I did. Um, so it's the Malcolm Braley Award, and it's at UMBC, um, which was cool because uh, they have, like, a ton of submissions from, like, our Bartleby, which is like a collected piece of like, I don't know, like students submit anything to it and um, and then it can get published. And then also anyone who like submitted to the English department for the contest. And I got an email that was like, oh, like your piece won for poetry. Like, and it was judged anonymously, which like also felt really good. Cause then I was like, wow, they just like really enjoyed it for what it was. Nice. Can yeah. Do you have the poem on you? <laughs> yeah, can I you do. Can you read it? Yeah, sure. What's it called again? Um, it's called Frosted, which is... Oh. Yeah. Frosted. <laughs> Frosted. Just kidding. <laughs> um, which is also the first line of the poem, because I like to do that a lot. But anyways, so frosted soba noodles in a plastic casket next to two maroon bowls and a bottle of cheap Merlot. I admit I am full, out loud, in the moment, instead of silently later on. After the blizzard, I almost lose balance walking on ice before I notice two snowmen and a tree. I think this is no place for a snowman, then wonder why I assume everything should be built on the ground. Through the classroom window, the birds coming north are splattered ink on a sky, pale enough to be a slab of concrete, promising at least one more snowfall before spring. 
suffocating the entire world, or maybe just what I can see of it. Wow. I like no, that. No, 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 no. We got to snap. We got to oh, snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. We're in the poetry. <laughs> that was really cool. It was. Thanks. I liked it, was. it. Thanks. What were you doing when you wrote that? Um, I think I just got back from a walk where I saw two snowmen built in a tree. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what usually inspires uh, your style of poetry? Uh, you definitely have this voice that you always do. I come to watch you at like the the Concord Point. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a second, but you always have this like zone that you get in. My like my reading voice, poetic voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say that like everyday life just kind of inspires it. Like I copy people a lot in my poetry. Whereas like uh, I don't know if I like overhear a conversation or something, I get like kind of creepy about it, and I'll like be listening because I want to like copy it down in my phone for like notes or something. Or like if I see that someone's wearing something or did something, um, I just kind of like steal from that. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Well, I was just going to add, I read something about a coffee shop in Havity Grace. You were doing, um, was it poet poetry readings there? What was it there? Yeah. So um, it's just an open mic. So really, you can come and do anything. It's poetry, music, comedy. Um I mean, if you wanted to come there and like read a play or something or just like get up and be like, today I did this, it would be great because it's just like an opportunity for people to just come and like perform and be comfortable in front of a mic. How long did you, how long have you been doing that for? Uh, for three years as of this January. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. This is Concord Point Coffee, by the way, mm-hmm. yeah. which we mentioned earlier. Uh, how did you start that? Um, so actually... I didn't start the whole open mic thing on Second Fridays. Uh, This wonderful girl, Allison Olander, did. And she's like, she's super awesome. She's in a band called Paper Daughter, and she's also a poet. Um, She used to do open mics up the street in Havity Grace at this place called the Creative Sanctuary. Uh, But then that closed down, or it became mobile, I guess. Anyways, and Allison moved to Tennessee. So like when she left, I messaged her on Facebook and I was like, hey, if no one's going to be hosting open mics, could I like take over it? And she was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So then we started at Concord Point because my dad knew Carl and it's been there since. Carl is the owner? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And he's he's great. <laughs> <laughs> he is nice. I, 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 go, I try to go there um, whenever I can, but no, it's it's such a cool vibe there and I think I went for the first time maybe a year or two ago. And since then, I've seen that it's been growing and that like everybody, you know, knows each other. And it's just a place where people can come and like feel comfortable sharing their music and their poetry and their artistry, whatever it may be. And it's just, you know, it's a really, really good environment to be in. So I applaud you on like, you know, continuing that. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) They do other cool stuff there. They have like paint nights and like trivia nights and stuff like that too now where is concord point is that the one in actual town of heavy degrees yep okay i actually just went there the other week like pretty much a few days before frost sent the message that you're going to be our guest speaker and it is so cool in there i love it it's so cute haverty grace is a really cool place in general have you is are you from haverty grace or no i'm from bel-air okay you don't have to be sad about it. We're all <laughs> <laughs> no, but Haverty Grace is like one of the what, the, like one of the oldest towns in Maryland. I think Maybe so. Like, Haverty def- Grace was actually the capital of the United States for one day. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? My dad always makes it a point to say that to us for some reason. <laughs> okay, so you recently went to a wonderful trip in Iceland. I did. That was cool. I got called there. Uh, well, I got called a hipster there twice. Really? It was like where it all started, but I was like, why is this term being used? 
Why? Wait, was this from the Icelandic people? No, so it was actually uh, from a French guy, a Canadian guy, and a British guy who we met like in our hostel. And it was like at separate times, like they didn't like know each other like at first until we all started hanging out in the common room. And like they all came up to like me and my friends and they were like, you guys look really hipster. And I was like, I'm, I'm in snow boots. I haven't showered in two days. Um, That's hipster. Thank you though. <laughs> now, why'd you pick Iceland? Um, just because, I mean, it's, it's really, really pretty there. And honestly, like plane tickets were really cheap. Yeah, I saw that because I've always, I watched, um, have you ever <clears throat> seen the movie uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? No. Oh my God. Okay, so that's like one of my favorite movies ever. It's just like, it's this guy that's always like lost in his mind. He's always daydreaming. He just takes this trip out of nowhere, just like mm-hmm. impulsive um, because he was like called on, he was trying to find this photograph, but he goes to Iceland and Greenland. And ever since I saw that movie, I was like, oh my God, this place is amazing. I need to go there. And I've seen that like the plane tickets are pretty cheap. So I was like, yo, I want to make a trip sometime there. And I'm so jealous that you got to go. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, we did a lot of cool stuff there, uh, like ice caving, which... Ice caving? Yeah, yeah. What is that? Uh, you go into a cave that's like, like made go. of ice. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, so we had to like, it took like 45 minutes of like off-roading in this giant van to get there. And like our driver warned us. He was like, it's kind of bumpy, but I think that we were still unprepared because, like, the first couple times you, like, fly up in the air, it was fun. But, like, after, like, five bumps, we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, is there something we can hold on to in this van? It was wild. <laughs> now, I heard that um, in Iceland, like, the sun doesn't go down to, like, 10, 11 o'clock at night. So was is this the time of the year or is it more in the summertime? Um, I would say it was, like, the sun was up until, like, 8. But it wasn't, it wasn't like, super bright all day. Now, Iceland... Um and Greenland are like switched, right? Like Greenland is actually icy and Iceland is a little bit less than that. But I saw like your pictures, there's a lot of snow and ice there. So I'm confused now. Yeah, so I mean, I've heard that too, but Iceland was definitely icy. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Although a lot of it's melting, which is like kind of sad. Like even when we went ice caving, they had to like cancel some of the tours for the rest of the day because the ice caves will melt. If it starts raining, they'll like flood out and then no one can go in them. And they were like, this has like never happened before. It's like a new thing that's been really frequent this year. So that was really sad. Global warming. I know. I was <laughs> like, if anyone doesn't believe it, bring them to Iceland. Oh. I guess it's a part of Iceland that you went to. Maybe there's like... I don't know. I mean, I have trouble pronouncing a lot of the places where we went to in Iceland. I won't lie to you. But uh, I mean, we rented a car. So we drove from like where the airport was in Reykjavik. And we drove like all the way around. So it was like... We were probably like six to eight hours away from like the main city. And Iceland's just like a, a big island. Like a lot of people drive the whole thing. So is it true? Do they eat whales and puffins and stuff? <laughs> I don't know that they eat whales and puffins, uh, but they do eat a lot of lamb and they had like fermented shark was really big there. Did you try any? Did you like it? No, actually, yeah. I don't eat that. No. Oh, man. <laughs> Are you vegetarian? Mm-hmm. Vegan? Uh, no, just vegetarian. Okay. Danny, you're... Are you... No, 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 no. Oh, I, just, I used to be. You just drink be. the vegan smoothies. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they're good for you, but um, I could never do it. How 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 long have you been vegetarian? Uh, Well, okay, so I was pescatarian first for like a year, um, and then I was vegetarian for like two and a half years, and then I went vegan for a year, and then I just started being vegetarian again in like November. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so what happened with the vegan vegetarian period? I'm going to like say this and people who are vegans are going to like message me and tear me apart. (laughs) Um, Honestly, like I think it's like there's a lot of social aspects that come along with eating and being vegan is like really hard with that. Like, even when I was vegan, I never wanted to use that word. I was like, oh, God, like, I don't want to use the V word. Uh, So I would just be like, lactose intolerant vegetarian, because um, people can get, like, really, really critical of it. If you, like, are like, oh, I'm vegan, like, they assume that you're going to attack them, which is the case sometimes for some vegans. I feel like it's the opposite. Like a lot of times when we're like people who eat meat, they feel like they're being criticized by vegetarians because they're like, that's you shouldn't the, eat that's that. That's the point though. Like if you get, if you say that you're a vegan, then it's the people that get, that think that they're being criticized. They're like, oh, you're a vegan. Yeah, like yeah. I see, I see them memed all the time on the yeah. internet. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So um, anyways, but there are a lot of like social aspects I think that like come along with eating. So like for instance, when I went home this holiday and I was like, yeah, like my mom, I'll eat the mashed potatoes this year. She was so pumped, you guys. Like she went around and told our entire family. She was like, (laughs) she's going to eat mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I imagine it must be like because if you're doing it on your own, it's super simple. You, I mean, you're making all your meals, but when you're going over somebody else's house or something and then like, I don't know if they feel like they have to go out of the way or if you just are going right. to like starve yourself. I don't know how that Especially works. Especially because food, like you said, is such like a bringing people together. Like we yeah. always say, let's go to brunch. Let's go to lunch. Like food connects people and brings mm-hmm. them together. So I can only imagine if you're not eating the same thing as somebody else, then right. I don't know, could throw you off. Like it would feel like pretentious of like I went into work or something and my boss was like, oh, I got you this cupcake or like this Ooh. piece of chocolate. And I would be like, well... I don't eat that because it has milk or eggs in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's definitely hard. And another thing that I found with it too was, um, I don't know, it's just, I, I never really, like I didn't miss meat, like steak or anything like that. But there was like little things that you don't realize that you take out, like Chick-fil-A. Everyone would be like, Chick-fil-A <laughs> date. And I'm like, what? Take me. So I really, there was like little things that I definitely missed within it. Um, but my main thing- have salads at Chick-fil-A? Yeah, with chicken on them. You can eat the fries. That's like it. Oh, I know. I heard they are vegan, but um, no. How wait? How would fries not be? Because they what goes? They can cook them in. Yeah, like McDonald's. Oh, the oil. Them in like animal fat. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Things you don't think about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, there is so. Oh gosh, don't even get me started. I did my research, so I was one of those people that would be like hey you're eating that but i found that my energy level decreased entirely and my hair began to fall out fall out so you definitely have to like supplement with vitamins Mm -hmm. um and like listen to your body too i mean you just have to like do what works for you if you're gonna live that kind of lifestyle but like if you're like really craving like meat or eggs or something then you have to like be like what about me like what am i missing from my diet that's like making me crave that Mm -hmm. but bringing it back to iceland (laughs) so i'm just wondering did you get to write anything like any poetry while you were there did the surroundings inspire you um so the surroundings were definitely inspirational i had like this little book that i did bring with me and I, but i only remembered to like take it with me on the second day to like try to scribble down things which was like also really hard because it was so cold there so like i didn't want to take off my gloves and like pull out this notebook and like write with a pencil so more so it's just like taking in photos and like I don't know, writing down stuff in my phone. How are you always so positive? Uh, <laughs> I have, Were you, a, have you always been this way? 
Um, I, I don't think so. I think I was kind of a jerk when I was a little kid. Okay, well, I mean, I think as little kids, we were all... Yeah. I'm not talking about being little kids, but like, <laughs> how do you... I mean, you are always dealing with like lots of people and I mean, even describing like your social settings where people are sort of critical of the choices that you make, like, how are you always so optimistic? Um, I'm not... Like, I, well, I mean, I am, but I don't think that anyone can be like optimistic all the, all time. the time. Right. I think I have like a good... Like, I have good supportive people in my life if I'm not feeling optimistic who I can, like, call and be like, hey, like, I really feel this way or, like, I don't feel that great about myself or, like, something that I'm doing right now. And they'll be like, no, like, you're great. Or they might just be like, yeah, okay, then let that go and, like, move on. I think it's, like, who you surround yourself with. Do you express yourself in your poetry, like, your emotions and stuff? Oh, yeah, definitely. So and I'm like, thinking, does that have anything to do with you staying positive all the time? <laughs> maybe. Sometimes I, like, feel sad while I'm writing a poem. Like, yeah. some of the best poems, like, happen. <laughs> yeah. But probably just, like, writing in general just yeah. sort of takes away whatever that is. That's now, pretty cool. I have a question also. When you – I mean, you've been writing for a very long time. But when you first started, did you feel ever, like, insecure about sharing your work? Um no, I think I was always like kind of a little bit like excited about it. Mm-hmm. And like I look back on things that I wrote when I was like younger now and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I, I can't believe I brought that to like a class and shared it with people. <laughs> so, but I'll probably feel that way about stuff that I write now in like five years. So, what's your favorite place to go to <clears throat> either? I mean, not even just write poetry, but just in general, like what's your favorite place that puts you at peace in mind? I guess if I had to like choose a place that I would go to if I like had a day off, it would be Falling Branch, uh, which is pretty close to here. But I think it's just like a really pretty. Describe it for place. people that don't know what Falling uh, Branch is. Okay, well it's uh, it's kind of close to Rock State Park, and it's like a really short hike, but there's this awesome waterfall there, and you can go swimming there. But I mean, mainly it's just really pretty. Yeah. So does it? It seems like like nature in general does it a lot for you. What is like the subject of your writing? Does it vary, or is there like a topic that you stick to when you're writing? Um, I feel like every poem I write is kind of the same. Like I was looking at them the other day, and I was like, I think I've just rewrote the same poem like 500 times. Uh, so definitely nature and food like comes up a lot in poetry. Um, Coffee and chocolate, right? <clears throat> yeah, coffee, chocolate, or like grocery shopping. <laughs> Which I guess maybe because it's just like something that you do and that's like a personal thing when you're like grocery shopping or when you're like hiking out in nature that like it's not something you're doing like very socially. So I think coffee and chocolate are probably my favorite smells in the world. If yeah. I'm like, that's why I don't even drink coffee like that, but I'll go to a coffee shop just to study because I just love the smell. Aren't they aphrodisiacs? Huh? Aren't they aphrodisiacs like coffee and chocolate? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I don't even know what that word you means. You know, it's like <laughs> helps people feel romantic and things like that. Like certain smells and scents are like aphrodisiacs. So, huh? Never mind, guys. Google it. Yeah, well, I yeah. coffee. Ugh, I love coffee. I could like I will just sit in Starbucks and like love what I'm drinking. <laughs> oh, look, look at the movement, though. The <laughs> I movement. love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Starbucks isn't like hipster, but guys, Starbucks. I literally went there earlier today, like before I came here, because they have these super colorful cups. Like I usually have a mug that I'll like take there because. I like usually go there on campus and I'll like take a mug with me that I had from like earlier in the day or something, but they have these really cute cups and I was like, I'm going to go there right now just so I can get one of these like colored like cups. Like for everybody? <laughs> yeah, like all of the cups they hand out are like bright blue or yellow. I'm going to see people going crazy on Twitter tomorrow about how the blue one. and yellow cups are 
yeah. signifying some sort of political thing and oh they're terrible for the world and Starbucks should burn. No, oh my God. Okay. They're blue and yellow. Like there's nothing bad about them. They're great. <laughs> well, blue I like and yellow. the cups. Hmm. I love the cups. Like my sister the other day, we were like, are we going to get coffee? And she's like, yeah, let's go to Wawa. I'm like, no, let's go to Starbucks. She's like, why? What's the difference? I'm like, the cup is the difference. I love I'm so passionate about it. it. Why? It's just comfortable. I don't, I don't know. Do you like, do you know, like that feeling? Like, do you get that feeling with coffee? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, feeling. yes, it's yeah. like, oh like you want the cup. <laughs> well, yeah, I understand. <laughs> what kind of coffee do you guys get? Because I'm always so like, when I, when I actually try to drink coffee, try to be cool. And because all my friends are drinking coffee, I have no idea what to get because all of these names and flavors of things. I'm like, yeah, I'll just have what he or she's having. And then I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> I just want something sweet. That's it. But what do you guys get? Yeah, what's your order? Uh, I usually get a dirty chai latte with almond milk. Oh, what does dirty. that mean? So it's just like a like a chai tea latte, but um, but like a, a dirty one is like they add a shot of espresso to it. So dirty, dirty. Yeah. One time I was really tired. I'm like, dude, just like put in as many espresso as you can. He's like, what? Did, did you have a heart attack? <laughs> no, I didn't, surprisingly. But I did get really <laughs> wired after that. Did you have a heart attack? <laughs> now, you've had chai tea latte. Have you had chai? Uh, probably not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You need to try chai. Us, it's, when we record these, we should have chai for people. Like, this should be the new thing. All right. We need to have it. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. So, this might be like a silly question to ask a poet, but have you read um, Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur? I have, yeah. Okay, so... I feel like that's one of the... I love it personally. I think it's beautifully written, but I feel like it's one of those poetry books that went mainstream. What is your take on that? Um, I think it's so great if poetry goes mainstream. Like, I th- I feel like it should. Like, poetry is great, and I feel like uh, a lot of people are, like, afraid of it, especially in, like, a classroom setting. Like, people will be like, oh, I hate poetry. Um, but I think that, like, if you... <clears throat> Excuse me. See, I told you I think I'm getting sick. <laughs> um, but I feel like if you think that you hate poetry, you probably are just, like, thinking about it in the wrong way. So the fact that that went, like, mainstream, I think, is good because then people can, like, identify with it. That's, like, the whole hipster thing. Pe- people don't really hate poetry. They hate people that call themselves poets and people that think they're <laughs> artsy and creative and stuff like that. I think that's what it has to do with it. I don't think it has to do with If somebody read a good poem, they're not going to be like, you know, Oh, I don't like poetry. It's just if you call yourself a poet, somebody's going to be like, oh, what do you think? You're like all hipster and special. Which is like silly because like if people want to call themselves poets or whatever, then like, I don't know. I feel like you should let them. You can call yourself an athlete. You can you can call yourself a basketball player. I'm an aspiring doctor. I'm an aspiring teacher. Yeah. But you can't call yourself a poet. You can't call yourself a rapper. Well, I'll argue that I think everyone's like a poet. Yeah, it's deep, man. Yeah. Just think about that. Charles is giving me a, a look like he's gonna kill well, me. Isn't I'm rap, sorry. Isn't rap <laughs> no, I just rhythm, want to explain. Isn't rap rhythm in poetry, or is that a thing? I mean, you, you're a poet if you you're a poet if you rap to me. I agree. I think all of that is. Yeah. You can be a rapper and a poet, but are all rappers poets? No. There you go. All rappers are not poets. Why not? Because there there are certain rappers like. I think in order to be like a poet rapper, you have to speak on an intellectual level sometimes. And like, I feel like a lot of rappers these days don't do that. So I wouldn't really consider them poets. But you do have guys that like do speak on that level and like kind of like rap from like their mind or like from how they're feeling. But a lot of guys just rap from what they see or like just what everybody else just talks about. 
I don't know if it has to be intellectual. I see what you're saying, but well, I don't yeah, know if it yeah, has yeah, to be yeah. intellectual. Oh, yeah. Like it could be about something bizarre. Right. But I mean, she was just talking about snowmen, and she's winning awards over here. <laughs> but, but the way that she puts it is what makes it poetry. Exactly, and I think it's about you know if you're following a certain formula that is guaranteed to get you album sales or whatever, then I don't, I don't think you're necessarily putting like the poetic work behind it. If you know that saying X, Y, and Z money guns whatever weed and girls is going to get you whatever and especially if people are writing your raps for you then no like you're not a but in your case everybody's a poet my bad <laughs> yeah, no 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 my it's bad. okay why do you say that why do you think everyone's a poet um because I, th- I mean i feel like everyone has the ability to like be poetic and i think that so many things that like happen in everyday life are poetic i mean because that's where like i get a lot of my inspiration for like writing from so i feel like even conversations that like you have with people can be poetic or like just things that like happen in your life can be really really like metaphorical like you have to be able to see it that way though right and most people don't so like uh for one of my education classes i had to like fake teach a lesson to the kids there and so of course i was like oh cool like i'll teach a lesson about poetry and i just had them like ask questions like five or like you and a partner would get together and one of you would write like five sentences starting with why and then the other person would write five sentences starting with because and then you just like pair up and put them together and they don't make sense at all but it's still like funny and that's that was like my introduction to poetry it was like not to try to make sense of it all the time but just like kind of let it happen that's awesome i think it's so subjective like poetry it's like true to you so how you feel and like what is happening with you it's not necessarily to please anybody else besides yourself yeah and that originality is what we should really applaud and maybe we can connect with it with somebody you know with do what you, they write do you find that um when you are writing poetry you feel more restricted when you're doing like english class but like haikus and like what i don't even care oh gosh we're going yeah sonnets like do you like prefer more free form like do you like writing stuff like that yeah i think i usually just do like free form unless i'm like somewhere where they're like oh like you have to write the specific thing or like you have to write a haiku or something then like usually i'll just do it myself and i'll come up with like my own rules like i'll be like each stanza has to be three lines but Oh, you may wait. You can do that. You can make it up. Yeah, I'm always like, you can do anything you want. <laughs> like, I can never. I then I'm like, okay, I give up. You're like, what rhymes with this word? I know. <laughs> what rhymes end. with orange? <laughs> Dorange. <laughs> Eminem did a whole thing on like rapping r- words with orange. It's all about creativity. Speaking of creativity, um, you want you're uh, studying uh, at UMBC to be. Mm-hmm. A teacher? Mm-hmm. Secondary education, is that right? Yep. Yeah. Um, do you think schools... I saw this TED Talk, but I mean, what is your opinion on it? Do you think schools kill creativity? I think some of them do, yeah. Well, I think that maybe they just don't, like, focus on creativity. Especially now, there are, like, so many standardized tests. And, like, they're, like, all about sticking to a curriculum. And, like, they don't really give kids the space to, like, explore. I mean, how do you how do you better... Uh, implement that like how I mean it first of all is it a necessary part of life to be in the arts I think so yeah I mean the arts aren't for everyone necessarily to be like really focused on just like not everyone loves math or science but I feel like it's a good thing to be familiar with just because like art is a crucial part to like our society like even if you look at history like some of the most like prominent things that stick out are like pieces of art or like poetry or paintings or something and that's what people like really focus on to like understand how people like felt so i feel like it's like an important part of society 
but it's like how often do i mean a scholarship uh for basketball will get you into you know a nice school but how often is an excellent poem or like you know a crazy drawing how often are kids like that getting you know the attention that these other athletes are getting for example um i don't think they do yeah yeah that's what i'm saying it's just like i don't i feel like it's not given any sort of importance i think it was um robin williams and he said a line in one of his movies i can't remember but i do remember what he said he was like you know doctors are there to help you take care of your body and you know like dentists take care of your teeth but if it wasn't for poets and artists those are the ones that take care of your heart and teach you how to love and feel these emotions that like all these other occupations can and that's what you need to survive you might need a doctor to help you you know live better and things but you need that component for your heart to help you survive that was deep but that's what i was like (laughs) yeah artists poets needed needed to survive um what what is your what are your goals and like aspirations within like the next five ten years where do you want to be and where do you want to take all of this um i don't know i mean there are like a lot of things that i want to do so i think it's just a, a matter of like choosing what comes first uh, well, A, I want to like finish my degree and get a job in teaching and see how that works out because I, I think it'll be fun. But my mom's a teacher and she's always like, you're going to last for one year and quit. So, Well, she's <laughs> yeah. still a teacher, right? Yeah, she is. Okay, but... so. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. I mean, so I definitely want to like get into teaching and see if I can like help kids with that. Maybe like submit some poems to different publications or like get a book published by like an actual publisher and me like move around travel to different areas maybe like go to night school for something else i don't i don't know there are endless possibilities i really wish they would teach culture in school as well well i'm like hoping that as a teacher i can like kind of bring that into the classroom by like giving kids an outlet to be creative with stuff so like if they want to do a project with like painting or something then like they could do that as like a book report or something like i just like want to make them excited about it because, like, I feel like the main thing about English classes where where kids hate English is because, like, their teacher isn't very excited about it. So they feel like they have to be there. So my goal is to, like, wake up every day and just be, like, super excited and go in there and be like, we're going to read this book today and it's going to be awesome. And, like, just let them vibe off of that. So I remember as, as a kid, we'd, we'd have, like, little parties here and there. We'd celebrate, like, Christmas and Easter but we never got to like we learned about other countries through history books and it was always through like war and why the other country was like an enemy or something and i wish that like we would learn you know about like african cultures and asian cultures and things like that the same way that we would have an entire day just like doing christmas things and i loved that because that's how i got to learn about american culture and stuff like that but i wish that there would be like other things like that so when you're a teacher <laughs> i'll try to implement that. implement culture <laughs> yeah. we need the culture I'll have a party for anything <laughs> um what advice do you have for people that want to be in the creative fields and what's the process behind it you know what i mean yeah i don't know i think this is going to come back to like people like i would try to find people who share like similar interests with you so like if you like writing or something then like find other weird writing people who are like also going to be interested in like random things that they see or hear because like i don't know like i i feel like it's true that like birds of a feather flock together which is such a cliche but like I mean, you kind of are who you surround yourself with, so. How do you find weird people? 
Um, <clears throat> you sign up for a poetry class, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where, like, I there found a go. really good, like, group of people, so. Like, where are these weird people hiding? At open mic night. Open mic <laughs> nights. If you had to describe yourself in a flavor, what flavor would it be? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so mad that you chose mint chocolate chip. Like, I was listening to their other podcast because, like, that's easily, like, the best flavor. Is that the hipster flavor? I'm, I'm getting the vibe that all you guys who are into the creative fields <laughs> always go for mint chocolate chip. <laughs> no. If you want to choose it, it's... That's fine, no, 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 but you I, better have a good reason, because <laughs> I'm the I'm the mint chocolate chip king here. Okay? <laughs> I wouldn't have a good reason. I just think it tastes good, and if you put coffee grounds on top of it, it's also really oh, good. Yes. Okay, good. you're changing it up though. No, but like, why are you that flavor? That's what I'm asking. You. Um, what does mint chocolate chip mean to you, and why are you that flavor? <laughs> I just think it's good, but I won't choose that one because like that's your flavor. Um, I'm gonna go with maybe like Moose Tracks ice cream, primarily because it has peanut butter in it. <laughs> that's it <laughs> he's expecting something deep from yeah. a poet yeah seriously that's why I'm because when people come in here and they say like oh because my, my favorite flavor is chocolate I'm like that's fine but you, you I, I was expecting like a whole poem out of this no oh the moose tracks like the tracks that we went in Iceland oh my god like, a whole thing I have to go right now actually I have to, I have to leave no, I'm um, just kidding where can people find you or anything like that or like if you want to promote your open mic nights or whatever oh yeah open mic nights uh they are the second friday of every month from a very casual seven meaning like seven twenty till nine or ten at night and you can bring anything you don't have to perform they're just fun to like come there and watch anything else oh it's national poetry month for all of april so uh you can like get weird with it and carry a poem in your pocket and like stop strangers or like, I did that in the Hartford Mall one time. I like just walked up to people and I was like, hey, it's National Poetry Month. Can I read you this poem real quick? And like people will say yes to so many things that you don't think they would. Like you just have to ask them. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then um, you could like print out poems. Like I, I do this now, like print them out and put them in people's windshields. That like is that. hipster. That is hipster. Oh, I'm <laughs> just spreading poetry. <laughs> I'm going to start knocking on doors and like the Mormons too. <laughs> Excuse me, do you have time to listen to a poem today? <laughs> Wait, real quick, do you know Emma, what, Emma what, the Hermione from Harry Potter, what's her name? Emma Watson. Watson. Yeah, Emma Watson, she does that. She says she goes in train stations and she puts books in like the little holes and leaves messages for people and then people will find it and then they'll have this whole discussion for it. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Does she put her name on it? She does. And she says sometimes people... That ruins it then. She said sometimes people wait because uh, they like watch her but she goes like undercover so they're like sometimes people catch her and they see her sliding it in the trains but that's such a harry potter thing to do she's a wizard i feel like she could write anything and then people like oh it's emma watson so <laughs> i'm gonna sell this on ebay i don't think they really like the, the poem whatever she's writing okay well amber turkin thank you for coming on the show yeah my pleasure Join us next time when we talk to another stranger with another flavor. Maybe I'll pass out Come apart like a photon How come when I arrive you put your coat on? Why do I decay? Okay, I decay Why do I decay? Okay
never turn out To believe what you wanted No look in D.C. But like a house that's haunted I'm so full of ghosts You're so full of